You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. This morning I want to minister a message about all these things that you seek. All these things that you seek. The Bible teaches us in Matthew 6 verse 33, first seek the kingdom of God. When you seek the kingdom of God, all these things will follow. Don't you the person next to you and ask them, what are these things in your life? For every person, these things are something different. Something different. You have to know that the kingdom of God is all about the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5 verse 22 Many people want to see God's works, but very few are prepared to learn His ways. His ways are based upon Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23. The kingdom of God is all about Galatians 5, verse 22. The fruits of the Spirit, love and joy, peace and long-suffering, kindness. Romans 14 teaches us that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy, in the Holy Ghost. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, it's about the righteousness of God. It's this righteousness of God that produces miracles in our lives, that brings salvation into our lives, that brings deliverance into our lives. The righteousness of God. The most important thing is to know that the righteousness that we talk about, it's a gift. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's a gift. Family, when you want to possess God's presence and enjoy His presence, I mean enjoy a kingdom atmosphere, you have to first seek His kingdom. Many times we say, I'm going to wait until I'm perfect. I've got news for you, that's never going to happen. So don't say, I'm going to wait until I'm perfect, then I'll start serving Jesus. No. The Word of God teaches us now is the day of salvation. Faith acts now. Faith believes now. Faith receives now. It's all about the kingdom of God. Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. It's not that people are not seeking Jesus. It's not that people are not loving Jesus. The problem is they're falling in love with so many other things. The biggest challenge for Christians right now in this COVID season is that you've not been coming to church. It takes 21 days to establish a habit in your life. Just do something for 21 days and it's a habit. Many people have been going to church For 21 plus 21 plus 21 plus 21 plus 21 plus 21 days without going to church. So this habit has been established to not come to church. A habit has been established that church is to sit behind your TV and watch the pastor preach to you. And it's not that you're not in love with Jesus. It's just that you have fallen in love with something else now. 
And Jesus doesn't want to be one of those things. He wants to be the thing. So many Christians, you're going to have to look at your hearts and see what is there that I've started to love during this COVID season that is taking me away from Jesus. Matthew 6 verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? It almost feels like this was written in 2020, in a COVID time. <laughs> Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek, these things. Turn to the person next to you and say, these things. What is he saying? Jesus is saying, I know. He says, the Gentiles seek these things. I'm aware of it. I know that you need these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Right now, people have placed their focus on these things. Jesus is saying, my father is aware of the fact that you need these things. And he is going to give you all these things. He wants to meet all your needs. But this is the kingdom way. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. God knows exactly what are these things that you need. Remember, your thoughts are louder than your words in heaven. Your thoughts are louder than your words in heaven. What does the enemy want to do? Satan wants to impact and influence your thoughts so that you will not be focusing upon the kingdom but on these things around you. Jesus taught, when he taught the parable of the sower, he says, what are the things that choke the word of God out of your heart? He says, it is the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches and the desire for all kinds of things. Other things. What are the things that's causing you to lose your focus? This is the question that we have to ask ourselves. Jesus does not want to be one of the things. He wants to be the number one thing in your life. Not just one of the things. Sometimes we love a lot of things. We are busy with a lot of things and Jesus has become one of those things. Jesus does not want to be one of those things. He wants to be the number one thing. Family, one of the most important things that you can do to demonstrate your attitude, your faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ is to say thank you. Thank you is a response from a grateful heart, knowing that God is aware of everything, 
that God is aware of all these things that you need. For you to truly serve God, you need your spirit to be free. Your spirit to be disconnected from the things that are keeping you back. Things that we are looking at. One of the biggest mistakes we make in this generation, and I think in generations before, we compare ourselves to our neighbor. We look at the things that somebody else is busy doing. The things that they have. And you become despondent. Because maybe you say to yourself in your heart, I'm praying more than that person. I'm not as bad as that person. I'm helping more people. And you compare your life to those around you and these things that they have. And you start to question God's goodness. Have a response from your heart that says, thank you, Jesus. It's all about obeying Him. It's all about loving Him. It's all about putting Him first. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 21. We've started with the Bible reading challenge. Have you been busy with the Bible reading challenge? Who of you have discovered the issue is not time, but the desire? Somebody that wants to gym, that has a desire to gym, time is not the issue. It's the desire for that. If you desire to sleep, to find time to sleep during the day is never a problem. It's just the desire to sleep, desire to watch TV. The thing that you desire, you'll make time for. When you have a desire in your heart for God's Word, you'll make time for His Word. It's never, time is never the issue. It's desire. And you see the need to ask the Holy Spirit to put a desire in your heart for His Word and for His holiness. Not to wait for a more convenient time, but to say, Lord, now. John 21, 15, Jesus comes to Peter. What does he say? He says, Simon Peter, do you love me more than all of these? What is he saying? He's saying all these things around you. Do you love me more than all of these? Family, this is the question that Jesus is asking to all of us. What are the things that you love more than what you love God? We have to allow God to manifest His strength in our weakness. Peter was never perfect. That's why I love Peter. He, he was a, a passionate person when it came to everything. Chopped off a soldier's ear. Betrayed Jesus. But when he had to repent, he repented. Asked God to manifest his strength and his weakness. Jesus was the one praying for him. But Jesus comes to Peter and he says, If I'm going to use you, it's not about your qualification. It's not where you've studied. I've got one requirement, Peter. Do you love me more than all of these? That's the question. You have to answer this morning. and Say, what are those things that I love more than Jesus? 
We only need to be available. When we're available and we love God, He can use us. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, do you love Jesus more than all of these? Don't answer. For us to be used by God, your spirit needs to be free. You need to be at a place where you love God and you love people. That when God gives you an assignment, nothing is too much. Nothing is too small, too little, and nothing is too big. Nothing is too huge. Nothing is a sacrifice. Because we know everything that we do, we do because we love God. Amen? So you desire a good future. You desire freedom in 2021. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people. Family, listen to me. Freedom is unlocked by a key called forgiveness. Those that have wronged you, those that have hurt you, those that have disappointed you, forgive. Maybe you are angry with yourself like Peter for saying, I'll never betray Jesus. And Jesus said to him, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to betray me. But Jesus had a solution. Jesus was interceding, praying for him in the same way he's praying and interceding for you and me. And for him to use you, even where you have failed him, he's just asking one thing. Do you love me? Do you love me more than all of these? This is the question Jesus is asking all of us. What are these things keeping you away from seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? One of the things keeping people away, money. Jesus says, I know you have need of all these things. Money in itself is not evil. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil. When you love money more than what you love God. Remember, Jesus said you cannot have two masters. For you'll either love the one and hate the other. So make a decision. Who do you love more? Money or God? These things or God? God just wants to be first. Amen? This is the question. Do you love me more than all of these? Let's go and touch on a subject that Jesus spoke on personally. Go to Mark chapter 10, please. In 1 Timothy 6, it is the desire to be rich that causes people to go in the wrong direction. Our number one desire should be for Jesus, for his word, for his holiness. Are you there? Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Family, listen to me. Whether you are rich or whether you are poor, you have a need for eternal life. Whether you are the greatest sinner or the most wicked person on this earth, you still need to be born again. You still need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Good teacher, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. 
You know the commandment, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Can you see here every area of this man's life was perfect. He was doing everything. He was living according to the law from commandment one to commandment nine. He was doing it, fulfilling it. When you go read Romans 7, you'll see Paul says exactly the same. He said, I could do all of them. Number 1 to 9, I could do all of them. He says, but number 10, thou shalt not covet. He says, when it came to that, God was dealing with my heart. And because of the law, I knew that I was battling with this. Deuteronomy 5 verse 21, thou shalt not covet. Your neighbor's wife, his donkey, his house. Oh, of the commandments, he got it right. Now the background to this is, remember, here Jesus is busy preparing his disciples to go out to send them into the world to go preach the gospel. He's preparing the disciples. It's not just the 12, but it's the 70 that would go out. And this rich young ruler wanted to be a part of that. He wanted to go out and share the gospel that there's a life here after, that you can have eternal life right now. That's why he's asking this. Because there's a conviction on the inside. What do I need to do to have eternal life? He says, obey the commandments. He says, I'm doing it. Can you see Jesus deliberately left out number 10? Because he knew this was the thing that this man loved more. It's not that Jesus wanted to deliver him from his wealth. Jesus wanted to deliver him from his love for his wealth. It's not required of every rich person to give up all their belongings. You know what are these things that you love more than God. And all that God wanted was to have him ready to prepare him to fulfill the assignment that God had for him. Very interesting, this rich man it shows that later on he came back and he did serve Jesus. He actually became the treasurer of the church in Jerusalem. But he was never part of the original 70 because he was not prepared to pay the price. Family, listen to me. Whether you are rich or whether you are poor, you need eternal life. This here, the disciples were shocked with how Jesus spoke to a rich man. Because when you look at a rich person, and especially in those days, a rich man could buy any and everything that he wanted. But you cannot buy salvation. Cannot buy salvation. This man's desire for all these things were more than what it was for God. And when God said to him, I want you to be the, I want to be the number one desire in your life. But there are other things that you desire more than me. God loves the rich. When we read here, we can say, Jesus looking at him, loved him. You can be poor and money 
can be your God. And you can be rich, but you've made God your God. What do I mean? The money has got you or you've got the money. Who's your master? Who are you bowing the knee to? I think the question that Jesus is still asking all of us, do you love me more than all of these things? All that God wanted. Remember, if you read Matthew 19 verse 19, when the same uh, reference to the same story, Jesus said to him, you have to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was saying to him, why don't you use your finances to the glory of God? Why don't you use it to advance the kingdom of God? You know you have to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you love your neighbor as yourself, meet the need. But he was not at that place because he loved these things more than what he loved God and what he loved people, his neighbor. It is the love of money is the root of all evil. Be careful what you love. Look at your heart. Your heart will quickly show you what you love more than anything else. Cannot have two masters. Either mammon or God. Make that decision. Make the decision who you will put first. Turn to the person next to you. Say to them, Jesus loves you. Whether you are rich or poor, Jesus loves you. Family, listen to me. A person can be poor and be a friend of Jesus. A person can have sickness in his body and still be a candidate for heaven. What are the things that you love more than God? Make sure in your heart you've placed God number one. Jesus wants to take the rightful place in your heart. He wants to rule in your life. Those with a pure heart are the ones that will see God. Go sanctify your heart from all these things that are influencing you serving Jesus in the way that you should. Go to verse 23. Jesus will always test us with the thing that we value most. Remember Abraham, where was Abraham tested? In Isaac. The thing that he valued most, the thing that his whole legacy, the promise depended upon. Sacrifice your son. What did God say? Now I can see that you love me because you've obeyed me. Verse 23, then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? You know what was happening here? They were starting to seek the kingdom of God, His righteousness. And all these things were being added into their lives. And he's saying, if you have a lot of possessions, it's difficult to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Because you're putting your trust in your money instead of putting your trust in Jesus. This man was reluctant to use his money to the glory of God. 
And Jesus is saying, don't put your trust in your money. He says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. The eye of a needle was a small place in the wall where the camels used to go through. For the camel to go through there, he had to go on his knees, number one, bow the knee. Number two, the wealth, the riches that he was carrying, that was tied to him, had to be removed. Bow the knee, move through, and then get up again. But if he did not remove the riches, the treasures that he was carrying, he couldn't enter through the eye of the needle. And he's saying it's easier for this camel to bow the knee, to take off those riches and move through than it was for a rich man because he would want to hold on to it, being reluctant to let go. Jesus wanted to deliver him from his love of wealth. He didn't want to deliver him from the wealth. It's not required of every rich person to give all their money. But Jesus wanted to deliver him and set him free. What is the thing keeping you back from serving Jesus? He wanted to be part of the 70. He wanted the reward, but he was not prepared to pay the price. Here, the disciples still had to realize we are not saved through our good works. We are not saved by money. Money cannot buy you salvation, but we are saved by grace, through faith, not through our works, but for good works. Once you are saved and you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, God will not require of you to give all your money. But if he says, I want you to give everything, then it's not a problem. Because if you do that, we know what will follow after this. Remember when God said to Abraham, sacrifice your son, we know what follows after that. If you realize that that blessing Isaac comes from God, it's easy to give it back into the hand of God. Jesus was just saying to this rich man, do you love me more than all of these things? And if these things are keeping you away from loving Jesus, it's better to disconnect with it. Peter, I love him. He's so quick to talk. He's so quick to talk. Look what he said in verse 28. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we've left all and followed you. <laughs> so Jesus answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Can you see here it's all about eternal life? God says, when you live for the kingdom of God and you put me first, I'm going to put you first. Whatever you are going to give, whatever you sacrifice for the sake of the kingdom, to bring souls to Jesus, Jesus said, in this lifetime, you'll receive a hundredfold back. What you have given will be given back to you with persecutions. 
you know what is going to happen when God starts blessing you? You are more likely to be persecuted. People will say things. How you look, this reason, this reason, this reason. But then you know your position before God. I've been seeking the kingdom of God. I'm seeking His righteousness. I'm seeking His ways. Family, listen to me. When you look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 17, Jesus speaking, Paul writing here, he says, don't put your trust in uncertain riches, but put your trust in God. Don't put your trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Then he says, do good. When God has blessed you and you have abundance, know that you are blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Job, he said, when somebody came and they needed a bed, I gave them a bed. When they were hungry, I gave them something to eat. When they needed legs, I became their legs. Whatever the need, I met that need. All that Paul is saying here, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. When you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you know you'll be able to maintain that blessing because you are maintaining your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, continuing to seek the kingdom of God and to put him first. This is all it's about. Putting God first. Money, these things can so easily take us in the wrong direction. Do you love God more than all these things? Let go of the stories of the past. Let go of the things where people have cheated you, where people have wronged you. And use that key of forgiveness to link yourself to your good future. This is very important. I want to close with this. In Job 22, the Word of God says, I will be your silver and I will be your gold. It says, I will be your silver and I will be your gold. Family, let silver and gold, that which is precious, let Jesus become that in your life that is most precious. In this time, this COVID time, many people have been going through many challenges. Many people have been receiving salary cuts, retrenchments, and a lot of those things have not been fair and correct. Some of them has been right, but many people have been using this as an opportunity to take advantage. The Bible teaches us in James chapter 5, verse 3. It says the wages of the laborers is those that are working and are being treated unfairly. The wages that you have been holding back of the laborers, their cries have come before me. Remember I said in the beginning, your thoughts are louder than your words in heaven. When you are blessed, know that you are blessed to be a blessing. You're not just blessed to live in luxury. God wants you to experience all these good things. But don't, when that money comes to you, take advantage of those that are working for you. If you're a business owner, don't take advantage of the people. Because those laborers might just cry out. The Bible says those wages that you've been keeping back, not paying people what you are supposed to pay them, they'll cry out and God will hear it 
and it will have an effect upon you. God will open a door for them. So I want to encourage you. Those of you that have been working where they've been keeping back your wages, treating you unfairly, it's time to let go. Forgive. Forgive. Remember, you have the master key of forgiveness. Where people have cheated you, robbed you, stolen from you, those people don't hold your future. Your future is not locked up in money, but Jesus holds your future. Where people have wronged you, let it go. Get to that place, kneel before Jesus, and when he asks you, who do you love more? Do you love me or all these things? Let the echo be from your heart. I love you, Jesus. Remember, Jesus loves rich people. If God gives you the grace and he blesses you, he loves rich people. Abraham was extremely rich, and we can see that he was a friend of God. But when God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, it was not a problem. And God said, now I can see that you truly love me. Job, the Bible says he was the richest man in the east. But nothing was too much. He never sinned when he went through his trial, through his testing. He never sinned with his mouth. Because you are more likely to learn more about God, your situation, yourself. When you go through a tough time, your character being revealed, showing what do you love more, money or God. Remember, his wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die? He said, you speak as a foolish woman. I love God in the hard times and I love God in the good times. When I have all these things, I love him. And when all these things have been taken away, I still love him. Family, the question Jesus is asking all of us right now, do you love me more than all these things? And that echo in our heart should be, yes, Lord, as Peter said, yes. That's the requirement to be used by God as an instrument of righteousness, as an instrument of hope, as an instrument of salvation. The grace that God gives us when he starts blessing us, that gift on the inside is just to establish his covenant that you know that God is the one working in you and through you. Do you love me more than all of these? Let the answer from our hearts echo into heaven. Yes, Lord, I love you more than all of these. Siela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.